0: Hey, what's up? This is Nick from Elder, and you are listening to Epitome of Stupidity.
1: What up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 77 of Epidemic Stupidity, Clint's favorite podcast.
2: Allegedly. Now, public service announcement. What you're hearing in the background is, in fact, the song Amber's from the album Omen by a little band called Elder. Why would we be playing Elder for you right now? Well, I guess we will just have to listen and fucking find out. Okay. But, uh... You should listen and find out because it's worthwhile. Hi, Brian. How are you?
1: Hi, Clint. I'm fantastic. How are you doing?
2: Well, I'm still only like a quarter beer in. I, I feel like I was running late, but not actually running late. So I'm not a full beer in yet. But you should me wait? that. You, no, no, no. I'll catch up. I, I'll, you, if you know one thing about me, it's that I'll catch up. What well. have you been listening to? Deftones. Deftones. That's it. Okay. Good talk. Good talking. Uh, I, I'm going to assume that that's in relation to getting 2020 stuff sorted out.
1: No. Okay. That's just cause it's good.
2: Okay. All right. Well, I listened to a lot of 2020 stuff, trying to get my list sorted out. Uh, I came across some stuff that I hadn't heard before, like, uh, war on women. I made a 2020 playlist and they were on there. And every time I caught one of their songs, I really enjoyed it. I am going to go back and actually listen to the album uh went back revisited some King Buffalo. That album's really good. I texted you like 34 times about Tyler Childers as I, I found and started listening to him a couple weeks ago. Mm. That is totally not metal related, but okay, that's enough wasting time on this. Let's go ahead and talk about Horn. Oh, real we can quick. talk about Silosis. Okay, good. Cuz
1: I I did listen to that and I do really really dig yeah. some Silosis.
2: Our dude uh Connor from Conjurer, I almost said Converge. Yeah. Uh plays bass for them. And um
1: that's, that's good stuff. Man. I, mean, I watched the video for them yesterday to just kind of see what they're, what they're playing, what they're using and stuff. Uh, that's some good shit, man.
2: Yeah. As I was listening to my 2020 playlist just the other day, I sent you a text saying, I don't understand how you don't love this.
1: Yeah, I got to go back. and
2: What how many albums they got? Uh, a few.
3: Yeah.
1: So looking forward to that. There you go. All righty.
2: Okay. Anyways, Brimminghorn,
3: if you like Mead, as we do, I do, you do, they do. They do. I'm sure they do.
2: And it's the holidays. I mean, the bottles are cool looking, so you can call them a decoration if you want. Yeah. And they possess delicious alcohol. If you drink it, it will make getting through the holidays easier. Get your orders in as soon as possible so that you have some for before, during, and after. Use code EPITOMEAD, E-P-I-T-O-M-E-A-D, at checkout, and you will get a discount, and they will ship you some delicious, delicious alcohol.
3: E-P-I-T-O-M-E-A-D.
1: And their slogan for the holidays. Did you see that? I did not. Okay, because I just made it up. Okay. You can't spell blessed Christmas without me. Uh,
3: you know?
2: You know? We don't get paid enough for this. Right.
3: Patent pending. Trademark.
2: <laughs> trading, trading. Patent pending, patent pending, patent pending. I just got a Skype message from Nick from Elder. Oh. Should we call him, maybe? See what he's up to?
1: Call me, maybe. Uh,
2: Now, if I got gonged for Tyler Childers, you should... What the hell? He's on the
1: other side of the world. I don't think he's going to answer, but we'll try. You sure? Yeah.
2: Okay, let's do it, then.
1: Um, How do I do some,
3: some melodic jazzy notes? Boop, doo-doo, doo-doo, boop.
2: Ring okay, believe it or not, Nick from Elder answered our random ass Sunday phone call from the other side of the world. Nick, how the hell are you this afternoon? For you,
0: yeah, I guess, um, closer to evening at this point. It's hard to know, the sun goes down so damn early these days. (laughs) Um, but hey, I mean, everything's okay over here. I'm holding up. Where are you guys doing over there in Ohio? Well,
1: we're more interested. Where are you exactly?
0: Uh, I'm in Berlin, Germany.
1: Nice Which just on principle, we're
2: going to say is more interesting than what we're doing here in Ohio per your question. We uh, we're not uh, doing:
0: You might be surprised, man, but
2: <laughs> no, <all> with it. <laughs> I uh, okay, you know what? I'll take your word on it. You're obviously there. You know a little bit more about it, than, and you've been here as well. So mm-hmm. one of us has been to both places, two of us have not.
0: Um, well, I mean, the day-to-day life is definitely low key, no matter where you are these days. But yeah, yeah I guess Berlin's a little bit more of an exciting place to be than Ohio. Yes. No offense. Intended. <laughs> None taken.
2: None taken. And uh, that's a, I guess that's a perfect lead-in to where to start here. Um, let's do a a, a quick catch-up, uh, 2020 catch-up, as I have it phrased here. How are you staying busy in one of the dumbest years in recorded history, Nick?
0: Well, I guess I mean let me think a year ago yeah a year ago we were just about to enter the studio to record what was our last record omens and so i mean it didn't really get off to a bad start but um yeah obviously around the time we released the record that's when shit hit the fan with covid what? uh the record came out in april which is right around the time the disease broke land uh, over in europe and the states and of course just yeah i mean everyone knows the story from there um so I mean, it was kind of low key. It was obviously a, a bit of a strange couple months, not being able to do any band activity in in the phase that would typically be most active for us, right off a new record. But right, um, I mean, some other, I guess everyone's been learning to cope with things in their own way, and uh, you know, probably probably a lot of musicians you've spoken to have said the same thing that they're trying to make as much music as possible, and that's been the case with me. Um, I'm fortunate that two Um, of my other bandmates are also living here too so we get together pretty regularly work on new stuff uh we've already written another record that we'll be recording in the springtime (laughs)
4: Um,
0: i wrote and recorded a i don't want to call it a a solo album i'd say like a new side project that's currently just me um i think two weeks ago i I finished that record and i'm just gonna mix it um, beginning of january so I mean, there's been plenty of music floating around. Um, and that's basically the only thing that I've had to keep me busy.
2: That is, uh, there's a whole lot to unpack there. Um, I'm going to put a pin in a couple of those things and uh, go back to the, uh, you know, releasing Omens there uh, in April. Uh, I, <laughs> there, I want to ask you about the reception to it, because, specifically because when I was doing a little bit of quote-unquote research for this, they're on Google when i put in elder omens they're on the side it says 98% liked on google what do you have to say to those 2% <laughs> uh
0: i mean i don't know where these metrics come from you know i'd say like this has been for us in a weird in a weird way um the most controversial album i guess it's kind of a strain to call anything controversial but um i felt like the reception has been a lot more you know for the most part positive of course and I'm always happy and um grateful that our fan base is pretty open minded uh, mm-hmm. for the most part but it definitely have gotten a, a lot more confused feedback on this record than the previous ones I think because it steps out of the out of the uh, you know hard rock framework sometimes a little bit more obviously than the past records so yeah if it truly is only 2% we didn't like it um I guess that's a loud 2% I have heard <laughs> quite a bit of negative feedback <laughs> about the record too oh man
2: what um I don't know, We're, Brian and I are typically kind of negative people, so if you'll indulge us, what, what have been some of the negative, what what has been the negativity?
0: Um, I think the main thing, the main sticking point for a lot of people who found the record um, disappointing is um, probably the fact that, you know, we tried to make a record that was a little bit more of a traditional, I don't know, um, a warmer traditional rock sounding record you know still keeping the band hasn't changed that much i think in our approach to making music hasn't really changed that much but the way we recorded the record the way we produced it um it's not like an overblown over compressed over driven you know like heavy metal extravaganza and i think a lot of people just perceive that as you know lacking in some lacking in balls
3: okay whatever
0: not being heavy um Whereas, you know, we put a lot of thought into making it a very dynamic record that's rich in a lot of ways, in, in melodies and in, you know, peaks and valleys. And um, and I think a lot of people also didn't like uh, the vocals, for sure. This was a record that was a lot more vocal heavy, um, which is kind of the last frontier for us in terms of experimenting with instruments, is trying to do a little bit more with, with singing as well. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that was pretty much it. But... Yeah, like I said, I don't, I don't know how. Much, I think it's just when you can't go on the road and you can't play your songs live, and yeah. spend too much time on the computer, spend too much time on the internet, you necessarily get tangled up in reading comments, and uh, I think that that gets inside my head a little bit too much, or it has gotten inside my head a lot this year.
2: My my immediate follow up to that was going to be, but I think you kind of hit it there. Is that I would bet that you know I'm going to stick with the two percent. I, I would bet that those two percent could have been swayed, would have been swayed had these songs been able to have been played and seen live instead of the album comes out and the world shuts down. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, I mean, I hope so too. And it's it's um, a totally different experience, obviously playing this music live, or even just, you know, us rehearsing in the practice space at like, you know, a hundred, uh, 120 decibels. That's just a whole different experience <laughs> in and of itself. Right.
2: Totally. Uh I guess since we're here, um, I, I, I'm curious, as to what uh, you know, back when you could play live, what albums, songs, things of that nature were best received live? Because by the time you weren't able to tour anymore, every album and song, for that matter, had been able to be toured and played pretty extensively at this point, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's an interesting question, and it's one that we we grapple with every time we go on tour. Uh, what the set list will be and what songs we can play, because it is we've noticed over the years that like um, it takes our fans generally at least a year to really get warmed up to new material. And this has been the story since like, you know, we've released um, lore in 2015. We were going on tour and a lot of people were still wanting to, or, you know, kind of interested in that, but mostly wanted to hear stuff from Denver stirring, which had come out, uh, I don't know, in the 2012, I think. And um, uh, same thing with, uh, reflection of a floating world that came out and a lot of people were most hyped to hear the songs from lore and i think you know if we were to go on tour this year probably uh maybe there's been a long enough break where people are interested in the new stuff but i think it's just you know it's long long songs they're kind of intense it takes a while for them to percolate and for people to digest them and and i i think if you just hit with a new song and you've never heard a studio version it might be a lot to take in in a live setting so um That being said, I mean, uh, there's always some classics you can play. You know, it kind of frustrates us half to death that a lot of people still do want to hear that really early material, the (laughs) root-stirring stuff, the more straightforward stoner shit. Um, But I think, you know, now we're at the point where it's been a couple of years since uh, Reflections of a Floating World came out, and there's some, I don't know, for lack of a better word, hits on that record or or fan favorites (laughs) or whatever. You know, and I think probably a lot of people don't, make it past the first song or two on the record so it's always like the first song on the record that people want to hear <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i don't know why that is
2: it, it, um it, it, i i don't understand that either it, if you're if
1: you're sitting down to listen to i get it so you, pick, quick, you get in the car and you hit play by the time you get there uh, okay it's on, I, especially yeah. with 10 minute songs or whatever it's like they're at their destination and they get out and then they get back in the car and they play again (laughs) i'm gonna i'm
2: gonna take the counter opinion here (laughs) i like when listening to when i when i know i'm gonna sit down and listen to elder or call of luna or neurosis or something like that i'm not gonna put it on when i'm in the vehicle or unless i know i can immediately i don't know you're a a clint i am a clint i guess there is that um
0: by the way you're the i mean that's that's awesome though there's definitely i think it's I always chalk these kind of things up to like what the internet has done to our attention spans and this ability to just kind of zap around. It's not like it's tied to the format, you know, if you don't want to listen to the whole song, you can click away really easily. Right. But if you're going to listen to the record or whatever, even a CD, it's like the conscious act of just becomes that much more annoying. You would have to get up and move the needle (laughs) if you want to skip the track. So. (laughs) Right. That's a good point.
2: Yep. Yep. And it is why I am still a CD person to this day, because I'm not flipping the same record three damn times to get to the end of it. And I do want to get to the end of it.
0: Yeah, fair point. Fair point.
2: Um, So before we get back to uh, things happening in January and the spring there that you mentioned, let's do a quick history of Elder. Let, let's get the synopsis of when you guys got together, started up until the year that nobody wants to remember.
0: Uh, yeah, sure. Um, well, the band formed, I think, sometime around 2006. Um, I was still in high school, entering my senior year um, with my best friends, uh, Jack Donovan and Matt Kudo, who were the bassist and well, who still is the bassist and who was the drummer. Um, now we have a new drummer, but we'll get there. Yeah, we started off basically just three friends who are really interested in, in, you know, heavy music in a small community. Uh, where there wasn't a lot of that kind of shit going on, so uh, the band was formed in in New Bedford, Massachusetts. It's like a mid-sized city south of Boston, and um, yeah, so we we formed the band basically just as a you know the latest in a series of bands that we had been uh, forming throughout our high school years. We'd done everything from like you know, metalcore, even though I'm ashamed to admit it, <laughs> black metal and, and thrash and this kind of shit. Uh, But this one stuck. We made an album. And then, uh, you know, adulthood kind of happened. We went to college. We did some shit. Um, I I did an exchange year in Germany, actually. So that took me here for the first time. Um, But we kept the band going through all the uh, through all the shit that was going on with studies and whatnot. Um, I managed to keep meeting up and making music. And by the time we were all finished with um, university, you know, either had got degrees or Quit or whatever. We decided that we really wanted to pursue music full time, and that was around 2012 that we kind of hit the ground running. With um, we did an EP between Deadroot Stirring and Lore in 2012, also, and that was um, around the time that we started doing our first U.S. tours and managed to get a little bit of attention in Europe, which brought us over here, and um, yeah, just kind of continued touring between. 2012 and up to now um, and making music in the meantime I, I, obviously a lot of we've kind of all just we've grown up you know together through all of this shit so it's a really long complicated story but yeah the, the main thing is that no matter where we've been uh, geographically uh, we've somehow kept it together and that's been like the lifeblood of the whole thing nice. uh, with the only notable thing being yeah of course our um, our long term drummer Matt Kudo left us before this last record omens and uh, was replaced by a good friend from over here named Georg Edad and yeah, that's kind of where the story stands at this point, and we're just a little bit of a standstill, obviously, like everyone else, just kind of waiting for being able to pick up the pieces and get active again.
1: did you know right so did you know right away that you were going to be the vocalist and could and had the pipes to be the vo- vocalist?
0: No, I mean the whole thing with me becoming a guitarist and especially singer was always like born out of necessity. Right, because I was originally a drummer, and oh. that was my primary instrument. And then I, I don't know, sometime I, uh, around the time Elder Forms, you know, I couldn't I couldn't find any good guitarists, so I decided to like switch over to guitar. I've always been inter- interested in playing a bunch of different shit, but drums was my main instrument until then. Um, so, yeah, I, I was like, oh, well, I know this dude. He's a good drummer. Um, I'll just switch over to guitar. And, you know, someone had to sing. So I just decided to try. It wasn't, <laughs> wasn't like um, I don't think we sat down and decided that I'm the best <laughs> or anything. Just it was clear that we didn't want to be an instrumental band. So I gave it a go. and I kind of liked it, you know.
2: OK, we're, we're kind of having that same problem right now. The problem is, is that neither one of us can or want to sing, <laughs> right. let alone play at the same time. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, it, it is a pain in the ass. A lot of people are born with like great voices and it's just a natural thing. I've always um, I've always liked to sing somehow and I, I have fun doing it. But yeah, it's, it's definitely never come easy to me. Um, but I think some things are it's I like to work at that. And I lyrics and, you know, the sort of like um, text imagery behind the band has always been really important to me, too. So I like to work on all of that at the same time.
2: Okay, uh, I mean, all that makes sen- you know, uh, all that makes sense to, uh, you know, a- an elder degree, I guess we'll call it. Ooh, yeah, see what I did that's there. That's
1: what we do around. Here. That's yeah. what
2: I did. <laughs> uh, since it's been brought up before, and we're talking about the vocals, let's connect the dots here. What, what was it? The change in the vocals planned for Omens? Um, well,
3: I mean, it's,
0: it, I think the vocals, um. In my opinion, that the only thing that's different about the the vocals on the new record uh is that a lot of the songs are written in different keys than we've ever written in before, so um, I was forced to sing in different registers uh, that no one's heard in an elder context before. I think a lot of people perceive that as uh a fundamental change in timbre of and I guess it is, but um, yeah, there's a lot of songs that aren't in like uh. C and D, I think, are the main keys that a lot of songs are written in. And we started writing in other keys and the vocals just shifted up based on that. So, um, yeah, there wasn't any conscious you know, change to do anything. Although I think some of the vocal lines were maybe a little bit more, I don't know, ambitious uh, than in the past records. <laughs> I mean, the first thing we did, I was trying to imitate basically sleep just as a kid. And it came oh, out yeah. with ridiculous uh, results. <laughs> But, yeah, more and more I've been less interested in trying to you know ape someone or do anything that's nat- that's unnatural to me, and yeah, I think this this record was just the attempt of at me trying to be a natural just or sing closer to my more natural register
2: i those two percent can kiss my ass, I think it works mm-hmm. <laughs> thank um, you, yeah. <laughs> The, uh, before we get too far away from it, I want to, you know, you've mentioned being in Berlin, but starting in uh, Massachusetts. How did you end up in Berlin and what's it like working in a band where some of the members are in the U.S. and are in Berlin?
0: Um, well, I ended up here because it's kind of like the, the conclusion of a long string of events. I was an exchange student in Germany when I was just out of high school and um i I kind of really grew attached to the country or really i don't know changed my life for lack of a better um way of putting it, and it determined the course of my future and so far as I decided to study uh German studies. I got my degree in that, and that took me back here too to work after that and I was teaching English over here just kind of kept i just kept kind of moving back and forth and it was always the struggle with me also with um not knowing if I was Really going to to make it in the music world, if I should be pursuing something more i don't know practical is not what you'd call German studies, but maybe more academic or you know looking for a real job and and trying to develop myself in a you know professional manner and that's kind of what kept bringing me back here and even after I decided no you know i'm not- music is my life I'm going to do that and drop all of the other stuff and just pursue music fully i still <laughs> never I still never lost that part of myself that felt really at home over here and just really drawn to drawn to the country and drawn to Europe and drawn, you know just factors in the lifestyle and so many interesting cities and such a great music scene I've always felt really just at home over here. And we had learned through all these kind of you know living in different cities but still keeping the band together and meeting up for tours and, and doing this fragmented way of working that it can work for us even though it's a little complicated. Um, But it's just always been that way. So um, I think 2016, I made the move finally kind of permanently over here. And uh, that was mostly just based on, I think I was in a period of my life living in really shitty circumstances in Boston and, you know, like washing dishes and just being kind of miserable and decided Mm -hmm. like, yeah, no, I need, I need a change in my life. And I've always made a habit of kind of running away from my Running away from my problems to faraway places, um, but this time I did it and it stuck. And <laughs> yeah, just kind of been over here ever since. I guess. Wow,
2: that—that's one way to end up in Berlin, right?
1: That I mean, the hats yeah, off to you yeah, for yeah. for having the balls to do something like that. Right. Not everyone can just do that, and you know, personally, I'm a little bit a little bit jealous. But uh, <laughs> we won't talk about me. We'll talk about you.
0: Instead. Right. <laughs> well, I I think I mean anyone can. cheesy as that sounds i am a big proponent of you know live your dreams and and you need to try to do whatever you you know try to attain whatever you want no matter as far-fetched as it sounds and even if you fall on your ass which i've certainly done plenty of times you you learn something from it so
2: yes sir learning things and moving forward
0: yeah definitely
2: it's like we're fucking talking to someone who knows what they're talking about damn it every time this is so weird for us
0: (laughs) Uh,
2: I don't know about that. Um, I'm going to uh, let's let's do let's do the lyric conversation here. I've done again. I'm going to use the air quotes. I'll do them in real life just so Brian can see me, even though he wouldn't. All right, fine. Okay, there they are. They're there. Okay. I've done a little bit of research and I've seen uh, some of the conversations that you've had about lyrics and the thought process there previous. And were I good at interviewing people and you know, making these conversations natural, I would ask questions that lead you to it, Mm-mm, but no, I'm not. We're not so no. I'm going to do all this and I'm going to say, let's talk about your lyric. Yeah. What, uh, you know, the <laughs> themes and things that are behind it and their importance versus the music, I guess, is the the biggest things that I'm interested in.
0: Sure. Yeah. I mean, the band, well, the, the first, the very first album we made, granted, we were quite literally teenagers. The lyrics were kind of like, yeah, we need to have a singer, but, what are we going to sing about? And it was a very primitive kind of like, or at least a much more primitive version of the band, heavy riffs and this kind of psychedelic atmosphere. And so we did this kind of Conan, the barbarian thing. Um, but I think that was like, that was cool to me until I realized that, oh shit, other people are listening to this. And, <laughs> you, know, you have a, you have like, um, you have a platform somehow. It's, putting your music out there is one thing and that's always felt very natural. But the idea that you also have, you know, some sort of like actual message that you can impart to someone who started feeling very silly to me that you would sing about something like, um, not even just Conan the barbarian, but about something like trivial, like love shit, just narcissistic, like (laughs) me, 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 like just this like small, basically content of like radio rock.
2: He's describing exactly why I hate lyrics. Right.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of it's so banal and so totally useless, and just feels so, yeah, just so self-centered and, and totally dumb. Um, so yeah, I mean, at the basically with Edward stirring, that's when I started also, um, well, I started maybe thinking more consciously about imparting uh, some sort of message that's more universal or something that also fits with the epic music, more like epic world. Um, Universal themes. And so a lot of the records, um, Dead Root Stirring, Lore, uh, Reflection of a Floating World, um, I mean, and even Omens to some degree, they all deal with like these big topics of like life and death and morality and mortality and, you know, how to live your life and what does it mean to be a human. And I know that sounds really pretentious, but I don't mean it to be that way. It's more just like singing about topics that actually are relevant to every person. And at the latest with Omens, I mean, that album is maybe a little bit more rooted in, in the less esoteric and more concrete themes of what we're looking at in terms of problems as humans in this, um, you know, in the latter part of this decade. And su- surprisingly, that was all written before the whole Corona shit. Hit the <laughs> um, and I mean, the big thing that was really on my mind there was obviously, um you know, looking at what was going on with the the rise of the, the far right, both at home um, and in my new home in Europe, how crazy people are getting politically spread of misinformation. And, if, and of course, um, uh, of course, you know, climate change, these big existential threats to humanity and just seeing how poorly we're we're coping with those kind of big threats. And um Yeah, I don't know. In a weird way, um, the whole COVID thing has made that even seem a little bit far away. All these crazy things that were going on before 2020. Right. um, (laughs) um, So, yeah, I got off topic a little bit there. But, um, (laughs) yeah, that's basically the long and short of what lyrics are for me in this band context.
2: Okay. I, I mean... I, I will take that over another sad fucking breakup song each and every time.
1: Or the, the hate breed comment where <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> there's a, there's a comment on the new hate breed album that said, if I wanted to be screamed at about perseverance, screamed at about what perseverance and overcoming, overcoming strife, adversity, <laughs> I'd go to my parents' house. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like every single, oh, <laughs> every single song, man. It's like
0: enough with it, man, go well,
1: political. <laughs> see if I give a shit at this point. <laughs> Long way of us agreeing oh, with man, you. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean,
0: you know in the in the new England hardcore scene as well, and just like getting screamed at every weekend by some straight edge jocks <laughs> fucking, <laughs> veins bursting out of their foreheads about why you shouldn't smoke weed <laughs> you know like <laughs> I know something about <laughs> banality and nonsense in the lyrics for sure <laughs> i could
2: the what makes this twice as funny is that I can totally fucking see that and it's it's like man. You're really gonna pop that blood vessel, there, buddy. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> Not that yeah, important. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I won't smoke a cigarette in front of you. No problem. <laughs> right? I fucking.
2: I will go outside. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I totally lost my fucking train of thought here. Uh, with having a little bit of fun with that. Um, I. Where do you stand on the whole genre thing, especially in regards to Elder? Because God knows I've seen full ass paragraphs describing elders genre and sound
0: yeah i mean it's really weird that people get so hung up on that stuff right or maybe it's not weird because i also i work for a record label over here and i find like a lot of my work is trying to write sales sheets or write descriptions of bands that you know like we're we're working on the records or we're distributing them or something and I find myself like struggling too with some records. I'm just like, what the hell is this kind of music? But you still have to put it into some sort of drawer and categorize it somehow.
1: Right. Yeah, You can't get away from uh, it. That's the thing. That's the,
0: but no, of course. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't help anyone either to say it's, well, it's just rock music. You right. Know? Obviously that doesn't, that that could be fucking anything. Mm. So, I mean, for me, elder is nowadays, I guess I'd consider it like, um a, a heavy, uh, well, that also sounds pretty stupid. Heavy, psychedelic, progressive rock. And that is also pretty vague, but just, I mean, I can't think of anything better to describe the band. We don't really try it. We don't really adhere to anything when we're making music and writing songs. There's no preconceived notion about what the song is going to sound like, what it's going to do, um, you know, where it's going to start or end and what instruments are going to be involved. Anything like that. Yeah. Uh, some...
2: Sometimes I think vague is the point of these super descriptive, overly long subgenres that don't actually say anything It's like you just said seven words just to be kind of vague
4: mm-hmm.
0: right, yeah, 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 but I mean we all you know there's there's also i think um people do get hung up on that and also get hung up on establishing exactly what they're gonna do as a band before they've even started, which is also weird um there's a lot of times that I make music and. I mean, there's a lot. Of, this is one of the things that led me to to start this new, this side solo project thing because I do write a lot of music, and a lot of it doesn't really even fit Elder because it's, you know, even though Elder does play with a lot of different genres, we don't want to. We're not going to, you know, come out with an electronic album or something right. like that. We are still a rock band, and that's always been the purpose of the band to some degree. But within that framework, there's a lot of room to play around. And frankly, it just gets very boring playing the same old shit album after album, song after song. Yeah. So you're trying to find ways to to just keep, do something new, do, make every song a little bit different, you know?
2: Sure, yeah. Being stuck in the same box, you can find the four corners pretty quick.
1: Oh, God.
0: Exactly. Clint. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. See? He liked it. Oh, Go fuck God. yourself, Brian. Jesus. No. <laughs> Um, Is that a point of contention? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, it's not, because this dickhead writes most of our stuff, and he does something different every damn time. But I say something clever about it, and he gives me the side of your eye bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: th- well, I mean, okay, I like you know, I like I like one trick pony bands too. When you're in the mood for something, that's comforting.
2: Sure, but, you can't um, listen to you can't be in the mood for ACDC and listen to something else. Mm-mm. It's
0: exactly when you need to scratch that itch, you got to you got to do it right.
2: Mm. Um, I've got, I've got two more things before we get to our goofy ass way of ending these. Uh, One of them being because uh, of things that we've talked about previous to here, and because Brian and I are personally interested in these types of things. When writing, uh, we're going to stick with Elder for this part. When writing an Elder song, how do you know when this thing is finished? Especially since they are all so big for lack of a better word, and dense, and there's just so much going on. I mean, I've listened to all these albums umpteen thousand fucking times, and I still find new shit in them here and there. How do you know when one of these songs is done?
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a a great question, and I think the only way that I answer that for myself is because I can often, you know, continue writing a song ad infinitum, um, or, or I can you'll reach a point and say, Oh, this could be the end. But, um, the way you, the way we've been working, especially over the past couple of records is kind of like recording demos and, um, kind of, you know, working on the songs bit by bit that way. Um, especially, you know, over the past years where we've lived separately doing a lot of home recording and writing the bulk of the music that way. And, so that gives you the opportunity to zoom in on one part and work on that but then also to kind of step back and a lot of it's just listening to the whole thing over and over and i don't know just getting a feeling for how uh, how complete something sounds you know is this part really necessary what does it contribute to the entire to the entire structure um and it's it's easy to fall into this trap of making long songs just for the sake of being long and showing you know like kind of like a dick measuring contest. Like we can make the longest song
4: <laughs> yeah. without
0: ever repeating a part, but it's not about that. It's about, you know, trying to, I think that only really becomes clear once you zoom out and listen to the whole thing. Um, also a hundred times in the songwriting process. Right. But it's, it's a thing. It's like a skill that we're working on. And I think, I think getting better at with every album Um, two is also knowing when enough, when enough is enough or, you know, what might be missing to make, the whole thing more interesting.
2: Yeah. That, that line between, um, you know, there's that old adage of leave them wanting more and also wanting to kind of satisfy yourself with the song can be weird to walk.
0: Totally. Yeah. And that the whole, like the, the leave them wanting more factor is always big too. But I think a way that we always try to, to go through that is if we've got a riff that we think is really, media really satisfying we did this like a couple times on omens uh where you know that there weren't so many super heavy riffs but they do feel really satisfying but instead of you know beating the listener over the head with it and saying like look this is a great riff right and we're gonna show and we know it's great so we're just gonna repeat it for five minutes straight no you might play it once and then that's it and people get you know that might be frustrating but it is keep listening to it for that payoff over and All over right, and over right, right.
1: Yeah. Clint-, Clint loves that unless I do it. When I write a song that has got a great in- in- intro <laughs> riff, and I'm like he's like, dude, we gotta bring that back. I'm like, No, that's one of those riffs where you do it once and then you leave it and and then they're like, Where'd it go? No, but but I- every time I do that, he's like, We gotta play it again. We gotta play <laughs> it again.
0: So
1: tell him. Tell him, Nick, quit.
0: Hey, sometimes you gotta play it again. Sometimes you gotta tease it but not play it. I don't know. There's all sorts of ways to just um Think of it as a game to irritate your fans. Yes, or your bass then, player. Then, then you know what you got to do. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> this is a, oh man. uh, Yes. Um, And now that we've done all that and Brian almost made me spit out my beer, mm. uh, we're going to bring it back to something that you mentioned early on that I'm willing to bet every Elder fan that is listening to this has been screaming at the speakers to mm. say, I want to know more about this. Let's talk about the the solo thing that, you've mentioned and the shit that you've already got recorded for elder that's coming up what um yeah we'll we'll save the elder for the second part of this what what could we expect from nick i i haven't actually said your name your last name while we're recording yet so i'm gonna give it a go here nick Salvo
0: not bad <laughs> but not good but year. not right <laughs> no 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 it's fine i mean it's a bastardized like fake italian name anyhow so <laughs> <laughs> um the 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 new project yeah well actually i mean i guess you're the first uh people outside of my intimate you know friends and family to know anything about this
4: like Basically, it's like I
0: said, yeah like i said before i've been you know i i write a lot of music or i just make a lot of music and um Especially during the past, uh, you know, 12 months where you couldn't tour or really do anything, you need to set some goals for yourself. And one of them for me was, you know, cleaning up a lot of these ideas that I've just had floating around for a long time and making a record out of it. Um, so that's what I did. I'm not going so far as to announce the name of the project or any super um, explicit details just yet because it's going to be a while until all of that's ready to drop. I'm sorry for that, but I can tell you that. Um, got a full album ready to go going to start mixing in january and it's a little bit more um i don't know somewhere between it's also psychedelic rock somehow with some Kraut influences um my guitarist mike who also plays an elder said that um he would describe it as um what do you say ambient prog rock um long story short it's just a lot of stuff that that kind of I'm not good at classifying, but interesting music. And all right. so that's all I that's all I'm really at liberty to say right now. But I'm I'm very excited to have something else in the wings and I'm very excited to uh finally, you know, clean out the closet a little bit as far as stuff that I think is, is worthy of being heard. So did you- and um yeah as far as the elder stuff is going actually we don't have anything recorded yet
1: can i but, hang on just a second real, real quick real quick so are you playing like live drums and everything on the solo project you've played all instruments yourself
0: yeah 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 okay it's, um it's drums i did the drums bass guitar there's um it's a lot of synthesizer there's upright piano there's fender Rhodes. um as of now it's instrumental but i'm it might not be instrumental that's another thing that's uh, but it might also be with a with the collaboration uh for the vocals. So Okay, cool. Um yeah, but it's not no, it's not like me with the, with an acoustic guitar singing or something like <laughs> that.
2: <laughs> uh either way, uh that was like a, a master class uh education and how to fucking build up anticipation for something. I have yeah. I didn't know this was a thing half an hour ago. I'm I i can not wait to fucking hear it. Is now. it is
0: it
1: coming out in twenty twenty one you think?
0: Uh yeah. Okay. I mean I haven't even I haven't even shown it to anyone. Uh, like I said, I, you know, I work for a label over here. I'm anticipating that I'll get, I'll get to work on this release too, but I don't call all the shots. Um, but yeah, I mean, one way or the other, it's definitely going to be out as soon as I can get it out. And that'll definitely be in 2021 because, you know, God willing, we'll be able to tour with other again. <laughs> yeah. And I won't have a chance to work on this project Uh that's the best case scenario, right? So, best case, yeah. yeah right. As soon as possible, 2021.
2: Uh, you've mentioned the label a couple times. Let's go ahead and say the name of it, if you want.
0: Yes, Stickman Records. This is our this is our European record label um, that Elder is on and been on since 2015. It's lower. Uh We do have a U.S. label that takes care of our North American shit. Um, so if you've got an Elder record or CD over there, chances are you've gotten it from Armageddon. But um, yeah, Stickman is the label that I work for over here. And um, they do the European slash worldwide versions of the albums.
1: Gotcha. All right. All right. New Elder.
2: Now, (laughs) what we've all been waiting for to some extent. Tell us about the New Elder stuff that you have recorded, please and thank you, Nick.
0: Yeah. Well, actually, sorry to disappoint. There's nothing recorded. I don't know if I misspoke earlier. Son of a bitch. There's, I mean, there's plenty of, all the songs exist as demo recordings already. We've got studio time booked in April um, up in Hamburg, Germany. And uh, yeah, that's when we're going to be recording the next record. So, but it's not, I mean, you probably know this from everyone you've been talking to over the past year that there's like so many bands and artists making music right now. It's going to be a total shit show once bands can finally tour again. So (laughs) it might be a little while until we even, Uh, release that next record at this point because we just don't know what the landscape is going to look like but um that's another album that i'm pretty excited about
2: you um are are we allowed to ask for any like morsels or hints as to what it may or may not sound like
0: yeah sure i mean it's always hard to say like what the final form will be because we haven't even rehearsed this record together as a full band yet our basis still lives um outside of boston and he hasn't been over here since we recorded Omens. Um, and in that whole period, you know, we've written this new record. I would say it's, it's, uh, it's, how do you even put it? There's definitely this kind of like heavy progressive uh, rock thing going on, but there's also a bit more of a return of like the heavier um riffage from previous albums but with with kind of a new mood i think the the atmosphere is different than anything you've got before there's in some some ways there's almost more of a almost more of a how do i say this without being without it turning you off an <laughs> 80s vibe Ooh. like there's some there's a lot of there's a lot of uh different you know textures different sounds different keyboards that we've been using and um just as always trying to make songs that don't sound anything really like anything we've done before. But um I I think it's gonna be whereas whereas Omen's was a more maybe dry record, you know, in terms of less affected, just more of kind of like should sound like guys jamming in a studio for, for a week or something. That's how that record was intended to come out. This one's going to be a very wet record, very affected, very, you know, drenched in psychedelic weirdness and and um So yeah, I think that's the best I can do. Like I said, it's it's hard to know how that's going to pan out after we've actually been together and recorded it. Um, But that's the vibe I I get from the demo recordings we've made so far.
2: All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say something that may come off as fucking weird here, but I'm going to say that wet is the right word to use for it because... As an elder fan, <laughs> I am salivating now just Ew, thinking about it. Gross. Dude. I, that's I my micro- way from the microphone. That's my microphone. I, it's not on man. there. Jesus my, Christ. I, I <laughs> may <made> need <laughs> to change my damn shirt though. All right. All right. Let's let this man get on we're with his
0: life. We're as excited as you are.
2: <laughs> that is uh I, I mean, and that's okay. Anyways. Um <laughs> we we're gonna let you get on with your Sunday evening at this point, since we've uh, had you on the damn phone for six and a half hours now. Uh this has been uh, a lot of fun for us. And very enlightening, and um, so let's dumb it down.
1: That's it. Let's kill the whole vibe of yes, the show real yes. quick. Let's, okay.
2: let's dumb it down a little bit. Brian is going to do a, uh, I, I forgot what the hell it's called.
1: It's called Rapid Fire. Rapid Fire. Rapid Fire.
2: Uh, he's going to give you a couple options. I'm going to tell you if you're right or wrong, basically, because I'm that asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, And uh, we'll go from there.
1: All right. So two choices.
2: I'm, I'm shit at this, but let's go. <laughs>
1: two choices, pick the one you would prefer. Yes, we are the only people to ever do this. Yes, ever. this is
2: copyright yep. epitome is stupidity.
1: Coffee or tea?
0: Coffee.
3: Good. Toilet paper, under or over?
0: Wait, You mean like under the, wait, can you rephrase? <laughs> you mean front or back? No, 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 no. no, no. The <laughs> on the, on the roll. The way you're not it's all, talking about wiping your ass. No, no, no. <laughs> I've done away. these. I've done yes. these
2: interviews in per in person, and have had people demonstrate to me if, whether or not if that's what I meant. <laughs> and to see some dude from some band that you enjoy try to figure out if you're asking him how he wiped <laughs> is just something fucking priceless that I will carry with me to my
1: grave. So oh, on the roll. On the roll. Yep.
0: The great oh, debate. You, you asking me if I'm like a serial killer? Exactly. Or yes, exactly. <laughs> Clint <laughs> is.
1: Clint is that he just throws it on. I don't care. All right. The Beatles or the Stones. Beatles. Simpsons or Family Guy.
0: Simpsons. There you go.
1: Hammett or Hetfield.
0: Oh man, I kind of hate them both. <laughs> <laughs> the, last know, H- Hetfield, the, the last guy we interviewed. Hetfield, I guess.
1: The last guy we interviewed is like I don't even know who they are. I don't even know. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. Um, beer or liquor.
3: Beer. The woods, my guy, or the ocean. Mm, ocean. Fall or spring?
0: Damn, New England boy, I gotta go with fall.
3: All right, the foliage. <laughs>
1: Last but not least, sausage links or patties?
2: Ooh. Yeah, that's the big one. thank Think carefully. Take all the time you so, need.
0: Oh, shit, I don't know. I've been a vegetarian for so many years. <laughs> we get that so away.
2: often. I know.
0: I'm gonna go with the links though.
1: Nope. Sorry. <laughs> We're not even going to air this episode now.
0: <laughs> he said nope.
1: <laughs> the, the, yeah, the 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 musicians that are vegans is it's like it's more than fifty percent. I feel like it's fucking. Crazy, I wish man. I I wish I could do that. I don't
2: wish that at all. I mean, hey, I'm
0: not gonna. hey, I didn't. I guess I didn't mean to say that like uh, holier than thou. No, I'm no, it wasn't. Vegetarian wouldn't. products every once in a while. You know, I, I prefer the links. I'm sticking by it.
2: I, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> I we don't mean for it to. It, you didn't come off that way. It's just surprising to us. It, it, they. We get the I don't drink anymore kind of regularly, which to some degree we understand. But the the amount of people that don't eat actual damn sausage weirds me out. And I don't
1: care (laughs) how that sentence sounds. Vegetarian sausage is not good. I've had it. It is not good. It tastes like rotten carrots or something. This has been the portion of the interview
2: (laughs) where we just bash on what you like. Yes. Yes.
0: Truly is the epitome of stupidity. That's right. <laughs> Finally, full, full circle. Full circle. All right.
2: Now, we truly are going to ask you a question that nobody's ever asked before because we are the only ones that have thought about this. So I hope you've got your the epitome of creati- the creativity. Creativity. Right that would have been good if you could have pulled it off oh, in one swing. Yes. Um, you, Nick, are stuck on an island. You get to bring one album with you. What is that album?
0: Mm, Little Lucid Moments by Motor Psycho
2: motorcycle these fucking things i don't i've never heard that i will look it up now though Uh, these you'll
0: like it you'll like it they're not um they have for some reason they haven't really you know been too popular in the states but if you're into elder i think you'll hear the influence immediately you'll like this record
2: that's okay i'm going to look for it this question either causes half an hour's worth of consternation or somebody just fires off an answer right now clearly
0: you were the latter yeah uh Nick, hey, that record's got so much to unpack in it, man. I really could listen to it for a lifetime. So, go for that.
2: I am uh I'm it's officially on the to-do list. Have you got a burp? Oh. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, this has been a lot of fun. This has been very enlightening and um you know, uh we thank you for your time. Very much so. We're looking forward yeah, to likewise.
0: Nice to talk to you guys. Thank you for the uh, thank you for the fun and uh, entertaining interview. <laughs> the hell's bells! Thanks for saying yeah. Uh,
2: th- we are, I, I, you know, I, I say this to a lot of people more often than not, I mean it, but more than most, I mean it even more here. Oh my god! I can't fucking wait to see Elder live. I can't wait to fucking see some shit from Omens live, and just live shows period. Here's the 2021 that
0: Stop in Columbus. Yeah, fuck yeah. Can't come soon enough. Amen. All right,
1: man. Well, greatly appreciated. Um, enjoy your Germany and your uh, your warm beer over there. Enjoy your yeah. Germany. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks. I will.
0: My vegetarian sausage. <laughs>
1: Dip one in the other. And you got a uh. <laughs> German delicacy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nick. Thanks, man. Thanks, thanks, thanks for too. rolling with the punches. We All appreciate right. it have a good one guys have a good one we didn't much respect to him
2: yeah dude all kinds of and and we were talking off air about uh all the things that we didn't even get to um not the least of which is uh, you know clearly we really enjoy all the artwork stuff and they've had the same dude a guy named adrian dexter do all of their artwork and all of their artwork is so fucking amazing um but uh, you know, he he's got no shortage of things coming up that we may just have him back on and do just a full fucking blowout show with nothing but Nick from Elder. Um
1: until then, you're gonna have to just until take then, this new song. You'll just have to listen well, to not new. Not yeah. Yeah.
2: New then until then we've got a fucking weird ass twenty twenty to wrap up and uh you know we've hang on. Oh there, Christ. There, there there's something that I've been meaning to say here. We weirdly enough. We have introduced people to music that they didn't know before, that they really love now. Which was the
1: point of this whole thing. Which
2: was the point of this whole thing. And if any of those people haven't heard Elder, don't know Elder, we're introducing you to Elder. This is going to be the easiest transition you've ever fucking made from things that we're saying. All that said, here's one of their songs in full. This is In Perception.
1: Right now, on to some other things. On
2: to wrapping up. This'll this will be
1: our last show of the year.
2: Idiotic fucking year.
1: And uh, so we're gonna do real because quick because we
2: are so good at timing. We're gonna have what may be one of our best shows, and then we're just not gonna do any for a while.
1: Right. That's how we do it. <laughs> That's how we do it. So we're gonna do a uh, <laughs> we're gonna do a quick uh, top five as far as each each of us is gonna do a top five. Sure. Um they're not they're not ranked. Are yours ranked? Uh,
2: mine are gonna be in order.
1: Yeah. Mine mine are not gonna be in order. Okay. Um and they're just kind of what have I listened to most this year. And I don't my brain is so so small and non functioning. <laughs> it just come, I just think of, okay, well what do I listen to the most? That's gotta be the top five. So my top five in no particular order. Particular. Here we go. Are you you're go. ready.
3: Um, Deftones.
1: All right. Okay. Live of
3: God self-titled spotlights
2: it's an ep we had a mini argument about that before but i'm going to let it go killer be killed killer be killed sex bat <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to make fun of you about that off air
1: <laughs> i wasn't even going to put sex bat on there but you threw, it, you threw it up so <laughs> sex bat if you don't know is our Instrumental album Clinton and I put out. Right we'll talk
2: more about that here in a minute. Yeah. Um, threw it up is definitely the best way to phrase that, though. Uh, <laughs> uh, coming up here is, is a song that didn't. We, you and I have more overlap than I thought in a weird way, uh, and I'm sure you can figure out which albums those are. Uh, coming up next is a song from an album from an album that is going to be on my top five that I don't know if Brian even listened to, but. I fucking love it very much. Uh, Also, before we get too far away from it, kudos to you for actually putting together a top five.
0: Yay, I did it.
2: I did it. Uh, So yeah, my top five after this song. Here comes the Manus Brothers' I'm Gone. If you can't get into this song, I'm worried about you. It's good. I said that twice. Mm -hmm. It's weird. Oh, okay. Good. Uh, So you've got Brian's top five. You want to take a guess where we may or may not? uh,
1: No. No. No? Because the show's already too long. The show's
2: already too long. Okay. I'm told I need to hurry. Yeah. Okay. My top five in order. Uh, I'm going to give the honorable mention to, I was telling Brian, I I changed. You that last. That's what I'm doing. No, 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 no. no. Okay. You you build up. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> the Honorable Mention, I'm going to give to Killer Be Killed. Uh, I I really love that album, but I was thinking about it yesterday, and the one that I'm going to actually put at five, I listen to way more. I know better. The Killer Be Killed's album is a great, heavy album, and I fucking love it. But I th- I also want to mention Palm Reader's Sleepless, but I'll do that with five. Five I'm going to give to Deftones. They they did a good job of getting back to some of their original sounds, especially with shit like the link is this link is dead or whatever it's called. I I really enjoy that album kind of more than I want to admit. If I'm being honest, they always come up on my top five for the year. I don't think I'm a big Deftones fan, but apparently I listen to them a fucking lot. Yeah. Uh, previously mentioned Palm Reader. I think Palm Reader has a lot of the same things going for them as Deftones. Obviously, they, they don't. Literally sound like them, but the singer is really dynamic and the music is very bass and drums heavy, you know. Based the what Deftones has for them uh, as opposed to Palm Reader is Stephen Carpenter's riffs, obviously. Okay. Uh, four, I'm gonna do the Manus Brothers. God bless the Manus Brothers. I love that fucking album so much. I could not possibly tell you how many times I've listened to it. it it's The Manus Brothers and 20 Watt Tombstone, given half a chance, are going to save rock and roll. I'm not sure if it needs saved, but they're going to do it any fucking way. Three, I'm going to go with Thou and Emma Ruth Rundle. Holy fucking shit, do I love that fucking album. And they just released a cover of a Cranberry song called Hollywood that is holy balls amazing. Holy shit, that is good. And the, the whole Thou, Emma Ruth Rundle thing works so well. Hell's Bells, I enjoy that thing.
1: That's the second time you said that. There can't be a third.
3: Hell's Bells. Ah, fuck it.
2: <laughs> Two. Surprise. It's Elder. Omens. That That's one of my... It, it There's always a spot on this list for me where it's called a Luna or an Erosis or Elder or a Yob where it's just an album that I can just get lost in. If you can't get lost in Elder's Omens and come out the other side happy, you're part of that 2% on the internet Boo too. Boo too. And I, uh, one, is I, I fucking said it when it came out and I've stuck with it ever since. Ditch in the Delta's self-titled album. That fucking thing is so damn heavy.
1: Album of the year, Ditch in the Ditch Delta. Ditch
2: in the fucking Delta. I love that thing. I've listened to it umpteen thousand damn times this year. Umpteen
1: thousand and one coming up.
2: Which is also, as we're going to tie it in here, I'm going to go ahead and say it now. I may change my mind later, but if I do, nobody will hear it because I'm going to do it personally. I'm also going to call the song that we're about to play my song of the year. Tectonic Selves is fucking badass. Don't believe us? I will play you, Brian will play you a song, and stay tuned for something a little self-indulgent. Here we go. It's a rap. God damn, I love that
1: song. Almost a rap. This is the best time to turn off the show, though.
2: (laughs) Wait, you gonna rap?
1: Yeah, well, I could. You could. I could. I mean, couldn't I would, but I probably should.
2: (laughs) What? Not. (laughs) The last part of that was
1: accurate. Yeah. Um. So there, yeah. There's our top fives. There's Clint's apparently song of the year. It's all news to me. Um. Whatever. I don't care.
2: Good
4: for you.
1: But we are going to, since it was, you know, it was a big year for us too. Clint and I put out two records this year. We did. One with Insidient and one with Sex Bat. We're a little prouder of one. Listen to the than Sex the Bat. Other. Yeah. We, um, we, we've
2: got more Insidient stuff coming sooner or later. Listen yes. to that.
1: Yeah. Um, So we did a whole show on Sex Bat, but since it's our show and it was kind of a big deal and uh, uh had a lot of fun doing it, we're going to play one of the songs off the Sex Bat album. Sure, we are. Before like,
2: we get too far away from it, though, I'm going to say just because. We want to redo some things with Insidient doesn't mean that our guy Tom McCluskey didn't give us some fucking badass art for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. High five to him.
1: Brian gave you some badass art for Sex Bat. That's all that was all me. So I still don't know what it is. <laughs> but anyway, here's uh I think we're just going to do week seven. It's it's, week seven it's, it's the best one. With I'm our
2: guy there. Nick yep. from Moontooth on it.
1: Yep, Nick from Moontooth on the solo, which was a, definitely a highlight of my year getting him to play did I say year highlight of my year getting him to play a solo on top of my rips, right. I mean. right, 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 right doesn't happen every day.
2: I love how you got to pick the longest song on that damn album to play on a show that you're already mad about being so damn long. What's
1: what's it to it now? What's an extra (laughs) two minutes? What's it to it now? What's an extra two minutes on a fucking four-hour show? Ready, set. Week seven. Go. Go. That album's called Diurnal Curse, by the way.
5: Has crashed and its roller is calming down. The tide
1: finally wrap up this shitty ass fucking year you got some uh elder in the background they'll take you out
2: because i if nobody else in this fucking year has done anything good for you we're gonna try to and laden you out of it with elder and the song embers again embers embers i always get confused because there's there are different ways to say it there but are it's but very no one
1: cares. subtle no one cares so what we what we we're trying to say is fuck 2020 Amen. We're coming back, 2021, new year, probably a new shit show, but hey, got to stay positive. Probably.
2: Yeah. We, uh, Not only are we looking forward to seeing all the bands that we've talked to live, but I mean, hell's bells, we're looking to play in live again.
1: Yep, 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 with the new lineup, ready to go, ready to rock. Doing stuff. Doing stuff.
2: Um, As always, uh, thanks to the people who listen to this fucking thing. I, I, I just let you know what, that's not as always. We don't say that enough. Thank you for listening to this stupid thing. Uh, high five to each and every one of you, but a socially distanced one from where I am to wherever you are. Brian, turn this back on all of you. Bye. That's not where oh. we're at. Thanks to Brimminghorn, Pink Hog Cables. Uh, again, the, the code for Brimminghorn is E-P-I-T-O-M-E-A-D. If you haven't figured it out, that's Epitome. Order some stuff from them. It's delicious. Pigol cables are really good. Use them. Uh, If you're listening to us on iTunes, give us a review. Preferably a good
1: one, but you know what? We can take criticism. I'll take the other side. Give us a shitty one. I don't care.
2: Whatever works. Send us any music you've got via email, preferably stuff that can be found on streaming sites, whether it's camp or Spotify or... I'm sure you know what streaming sites are at this point We're on all of the social media sites As long as all of the social media sites Are Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter Find us, like, follow us And, uh Brian, you got any wisdom for people Going into 2021? No, no, no You gonna ask me if I have any?
1: Do you have any wisdom? I don't Could we Come up with a dumber way to end this show? We'll have to try next year. A spade's a spade. Bye.